from the personal archives of James Cameron, the initial table read of scene 288 of Titanic, starring Ryan Ball as Jack, Eric Leeson as Rose, <laughs> Daniel Norman as sound effects artist number one, and Corey Newland as the narrator. Cut to ocean. <laughs> Sorry, you got this. Jack and Rose. <laughs> Come on, speak with confidence. <laughs> you lost. Yeah. All right, here we go. We got this. Talk a little louder. <laughs> Jack and Rose drift under the blazing stars. The water is glassy with only the faintest undulating swell. Rose can actually see the stars reflecting on the black mirror of the sea. Jack squeezes the water out of her long coat, tucking it in tightly around her legs. He rubs her arms. His face is chalk within the darkness, low moaning in the darkness around them. It's getting quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few more minutes. It'll take a while to get the boats organized. Hey, hurry up, get them boats organized. (laughs) Rose is unmoving, just staring into space. She knows the truth. There won't be any boats. Mm. Behind Jack, she sees that Officer Wild has stopped moving. He has slumped in his life jacket, looking almost asleep. (laughs) He has died of exposure already. I don't know about you, but I intend to write a strongly worded letter to the White Star Line about all of this. She laughs weakly, but it sounds like a gasp of fear. Rose finds his eyes in the dim light. Oh, shit. (laughs) He takes her hand. No, don't say your goodbyes, Rose. Don't you give up. Don't do it. That's your line. I'm so cold. (laughs) You're going to get out of this. You're going to go on. You're going to make babies and watch them grow. And you're going to die an old lady warm in your bed. Not here. Not this night. Do you understand me? I can't feel my body. Rose, listen to me. Listen. Winning that ticket was the best thing that ever happened to me. Jack is having trouble getting the breath to speak. It brought me to you, and I'm thankful, Rose. I'm thankful. His voice is trembling with the cold, which is working his way to his heart. But his eyes are unwavering. I didn't know we were in space. (laughs) (laughs) It was clearly an ocean rumble. Okay, that's the ocean rumble. Um, uh, Where was I? Okay, You must do me this honor. Promise me you will survive. That you will never give up, no matter what happens, no matter how hopeless. Promise me now, and never let go of that promise. I promise. <laughs> never let go. I promise. I promise, Jack, not to let you go, Jack. Don't you let go. Don't you let go. She grips his hand, and they lie with their heads together. It is quiet now, except for the lapping of water. And scene. Wow. Thank you guys for listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we recently just uh, discovered from the personal archives... uh, of oh, James, James Cameron. Cameron, who actually is a viewer of the show now, he sent us that, and that is the original <laughs> hey, screen reading. How old were you guys when this came out? <laughs> uh, well, when did that come out? Ninety two. Let's see. Old enough to where if you went and got it at Blockbuster, they handed you two VHS tapes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got home without one, what's you, a Blockbuster? You had to go Titanic <laughs> came out in ninety seven, so I was I was uh, two zero. Yeah, <laughs> I was two. Yeah, I been, so somehow you read that before that. How did that happen? That wasn't me. That was uh, oh. that was an, another Ryan Ball. Fifteen, my, uh, grandpa. I would have been fifteen. So 15. yeah, I freshman or whatever. Yeah. I remember going to the theater and actually watching it with um, I can't remember who with some friends or somebody from youth group or whatever. Uh-huh. I just remember my favorite part was once the boat started breaking apart. And yeah. and I thought that was pretty cool. It kind of was dragging on. Up yeah. Until that Everybody point. dying. Yeah. yeah. You know the yeah. Uh, the For some reason, I thought it would be a happy ending in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was history never changed. So you know, there Eric's like, I can't wait to see the plot twist in this one. <laughs> yeah. Just I watch it again and again. Yeah. That was a big movie yeah. though. It was. I mean that. Yeah. Really changed. One of the biggest of all time. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, they brought it back to theaters. 
like a second time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people said, yeah. well, it's the most, it made the most money because it was like, it came back to theaters for like six months again yeah. or something. Yeah. They, um, they like, what is it? When they like upscale it or whatever, they upscaled it and then put it in yeah. theaters. To well, HD. Yeah. Well, here's the moral dilemma of that maybe because Ooh. there's some, some issues with that, right? There's the, uh, paint me like one of your French women girls. Yeah. That scene. Then I don't there, know how you can paint STDs. So. <laughs> there's the frolicking <laughs> in the vehicle. Yeah. There Actually, here we go. This I'm going to get absolutely flamed for this. What? You've never seen Titanic. I've never seen Titanic. Are you serious? <laughs> we just reenacted the scene. You've never seen the movie. What do you mean we reenacted it? That we didn't reenact anything. That, that was the original table read. Oh, that that kind of was like, now I could be wrong on this. But I've seen pretty much. I've probably seen every scene at some point for most of the movie, but I just haven't seen the whole movie all was, the way through. Was it one of the first PG-13 movies to have nudity in it? Because I, I feel like as a kid, PG-13... You couldn't have nudity in it at all. I mean, there's one Toy of, it's Story. It's one of the few. There are some other ones I've seen that. Right. I think was it Doc Holliday or not? Yeah, but I, question though, as a kid, I thought if if it had nudity at all, it had to be R. I I may be confused because it's been a, it's been a long time since I've seen Teen Titanic. I couldn't speak. Sorry, Teen Seen Titans. Titanic. <laughs> um, was that? For some reason, all I'm remembering from that scene though is like you know what's going on, but you don't actually see anything in the car scene. Like you just see like well, I remember seeing like a hand on the window. Question: yeah. Where was the car? It's, it's inside the boat. It's, in, it's, oh. like, it's like in storage. Yeah. They like go down yeah. in storage and mm. it's there. We could reenact that scene real quick. Anybody <laughs> no, no. uh, have a Mini Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that we can well, fit in this room. Aston Martin, whatever car it was. I can't remember. <laughs> kind of my thought was to to share too about like you know, talking a little further with this, is there any romantic movies that you actually get a little sappy with and you watch? That uh, touch I know, I know this is like so basic, but I actually really like the notebook. notebook. I've never seen the, it. I haven't seen notebook. a lot of romantic movies. That, that is a good movie. I, now it's not something that I would have like ever picked on my own, yeah. but I remember like when I was watching it, I was like, it's actually pretty good. Like it's an interesting concept. Yeah. I thought, but yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it. I will say that I, I, I've seen every Nicholas Sparks mm-hmm. movie. I think we own every one of them because um, Leah is a huge Nicholas Sparks fan. She lo- I mean, she's even been outside of his house, like when they went to North Carolina and stuff. We oh, actually really? did that. And too. she's read a lot of her, his stuff. But as as a movie. What are, what are some of the other movies? Oh, then? my gosh. Uh, the Notebook. Safe Haven. Message in a Bottle, which I think yeah. is probably his best one. Message if in I a Bottle pick, was really good. Uh, yeah, Safe Haven. Um, so oh, yeah, my I, gosh. I, I, the I, Notebook's I, his biggest one. Um, there's one that um, Miley Cyrus was yeah, in. Um, yeah. Shoot. What's that one? I'm horrible about but like I said, I, I, we have most of them. Uh, um, what's, oh, what's the big one with... A Walk to Remember. A Walk now, to that's Remember. that's probably the Mandy Moore. That's probably yeah. the bigger yeah. one, too. Yeah. I will say, as overall, his movies are really... The quality of the movies done really well. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of that type of movie. Yeah, yeah. that's I just, understandable. I'm, I'm not. But they're, when I say they're horrible, I don't mean they're horrible. As in, they're really well done. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're really cheap made or whatever. I really liked the... I loved, actually, the newest uh, Little Women movie. Did you ever I see that? I didn't see that. Oh man, it. it was so good. We watched. I watched the it. Old it one. was pretty good. What's the huge, huge Jackman movie with uh, Meg? Is it Meg Ryan? Um, um, X Men. He, he's somebody from the past or something. I oh yeah, um, I actually like that. You're movie. talking about. Um, oh come on! With the mailbox where he leaves like the, the letters in the mailbox or whatever. No, he comes. He, he he he's he's like an old soldier, something like yeah. coming into the future, or yeah. into the present time. I, I have no idea what that is. It, Wait, Captain it's, America? It's <laughs> there is one that I really like. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It has Jim Carrey in it. Yeah, is that good? Oh my gosh! You consider that a romantic movie? Yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, it's. Have you you seen no, it? Right? I haven't seen it's it. It's really good. And it's kind of sci-fi too. I mean. It's like grounded sci-fi, but man, that's a good movie. It has Mark Ruffalo in it too, Elijah Wood, um, some guy named Ryan Whitney. He killed it. I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ones. I I mean, there, I don't think there's like a. I'm thinking of comedy ones too, like Serend- Fifty First Dates. Oh, I like Fifty First Dates. That's a Serendipity good one. was a big movie back in the day. No, I like um, that. 
Now, like, yeah, romantic comedies, like, I can deal with. Yeah. But just, I'm trying to just think a of, straight out is there a straight-out romantic movie that, I yeah. mean. Not very many on my list. It would have to be, like. And thankfully, my wife doesn't really care. Uh, yeah, Shelly I mean, doesn't really It would have to be, like. Um, Has anyone seen Her with Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, that was on my know. list to watch that a long time ago. That is an interesting one. Really? It, it is, for sure, like a romance movie. But it's in the future, and he falls in love with his like version of Siri. But at that yeah. point, it's so advanced that she like sounds exactly like a human. It, the, her the voice is played by Scarlett Johansson, and dude, it's heartbreaking. Because he like falls in love with it, and like obviously it, it doesn't is. turn out super well. But that's a great movie. Does he hmm. actually go seek out the person that does the voice? No, I don't think so. Oh. I think he just falls in love with her because I think in the movie each voice is like tailored to like what he would be interested in, I guess, or something like that. But Kate and Leopold. That's it. Kate and Leopold. Kate and Leopold. That that was one of those movies that I thought was a good romantic movie. Yeah. Oh one. I think I think to your point, Dan, for me to get engaged with a romantic movie, it has to have other elements in it, mm-hmm. like comedy or right, right, like that. It's uh, it's a time element where See, it's a romantic. I, I think story. that's why I like all the sci-fi ones. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, I like it to be tied. I guess there's movies too, like. Uh, is there other movies that, that even deal with the time travel type things that, that bring out romantic Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, th- I think the whole the whole idea of love and romance, I mean, everybody is okay with that because everyone wants to be a part of that. But just, you know, I, I do have to see, I, I enjoy it weaved into something, whether, yeah, like yeah. I said, it's, whether it's comedy or action. Like, for instance, um, uh, The Count of Monte Cristo. You know oh, that's yeah. that is one of my favorite movies of that's all time. Romantic. I count but that. he's, I mean, yeah, he does things that are wrong, but his whole purpose, his whole thing that drove him to do what he did was because he lost his love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I would say, just thinking of that, that's probably my favorite romantic movie of all time, yeah. which is fantastic. Brian, I didn't. Th- Land's good too. That's a good one. I didn't think about this before, but I was looking through my list that I have of like some of my favorite movies. And a movie that popped up that I feel like you could consider a romance anime movie, Your Name. Mm. <coughs> it's a really That's good, good movie. It's it's Next super level good. Name, huh? Yeah. It's shout out to Sticky. He it, actually mailed it to me the other day. Yeah. It's um, my friend Sticky. It's crazy good. Um, it's kind of hard. It's it looks like this. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, called Your Name, huh. but it's, it's like easily it's like the easiest five out of five star movie I think I've ever given. Wow. Yeah, I watched it, and I actually had my parents watch it with me afterwards. Really? And it was they they thought it was really good too. Huh. No, the first so. time I saw that, I was like a wreck, but it's it's really good. So if you have, if maybe at some point we can watch, I have it. Um, I think it's I think it's appropriate. Yeah, it's PG. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird because it's pretty like Japanese anime. Yeah. So some people might not like it, but it's. It, and it definitely is like a cool throw you for a loop movie without yeah. giving anything away. It throws you for a loop, for sure. Is it all right to move into like inspirational movies? Is that appropriate? I'm thinking romance, kind of. That's kind of inappropriate. Heart, heartstrings. <laughs> but I was thinking about inspirational movies. Inspirational. What, what movies have inspired you? Like, kind of like you know, pushed you in a uh, maybe your 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 heartstrings in a, yeah. a positive way. Yeah. I mean. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to say, like, when you said inspirational for me, um, I guess it's one that was, like, a little rough around the edges. Um, but back in the day, the movie Coach Carter. Oh, yeah. I, like, the idea of him, like, going in. And I felt like it was raw in, a, like, a good way. Yeah. Because, like, the the place where their basketball team was is, like, super ghetto. They, you know, but he was trying to, like, turn them into men. Yeah. And, like, that to me was, like, Held them accountable, and then like to see the change in the different people. I thought that was such. I watched Goodwill Hunting for the first time yesterday. Yeah, that's good. Ever, which I can't believe I haven't hadn't seen it before. And oh my gosh, it was yeah. so good. Yeah, literally like right. Robin Williams acting in that is like so good that you, it it's doesn't good. it doesn't even feel like acting. You like, know that whole scene like where he's talking about his wife and yeah, yeah that was all ad lit. Like yeah. yeah, and that that was a legit like the. Uh, th- the, like laughter like from Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, there's a scene in it. Have you seen it, Eric? Yeah. Uh, the the scene where um, it's one of the first sessions between him and Will, uh, Matt Damon's character, and it's 
so Matt Damon's going through all these different therapists trying to get him to open up, but he's so like defensive of his past that he like just blows up. And so there's a point in the movie where like for three therapy sessions, Matt Damon just sits in um, Robin Williams' office for like an hour, just not say anything. And Rob Williams is just like, he has to talk first or else it's not going to go anywhere. If I keep talking then. So eventually he starts talking and Robin Williams cuts in ad libs, this scene apparently. And he's it's uh, so like inspirational, like, like talking about like, his wife and her, do- you know, cause she mm-hmm. passed or he's something. He's like, you know? my wife used to fart in her sleep and Matt Damon starts laughing. And, and, um, in the scene, you can see the like camera shaking too. Cause the cameraman was laughing so hard. <laughs> 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 it's so good. Um, but yeah, I'd say that one. I mean, it's just inspirational because it's like I kind of relate to kind of being not to that extent locked off from like sharing emotions and stuff. And so to see someone have open you up seen like Dead Poet Society? I haven't. Oh, that's see, that's another there, one I need to watch. So like, um, for I was gonna mention Dead Poet as soon as we're talking about Robin Williams. Robin Williams probably had to be like the king of improv. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like the whole um the whole scene the beginning of Aladdin. When he's the guys at the table saying all the things that he asked for sell, sale, they said I read a thing about that. They basically just put a whole bunch of junk on the table and let him go at it, mm-hmm. and that whole scene is improv. <laughs> yeah. That whole beginning. Scene, I mean, his comedy style was mm-hmm. literally just like boom, 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 oh, boom, yeah, just yeah, yeah. Ne- nonstop, um, super. So like he was made for that. Kind I, of stuff. I know a lot of people, you know, like especially in education, that was always the one movie. There was always, you know. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. I was about to say, and, mm, and Dead Poet Society is always one of the movies you'd have a professor say, "Now you need this semester, you need to watch Dead Poet Society." Yeah. So, <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times. But as a teacher, it's it's just so cool because you see he goes in and he doesn't try to disrupt or break the rule. He's trying to make the kids better by what he sees. And there's there's this <laughs> scene, and, and I love it. And, and I I love to write as a kid and growing up. But there's the scene where he's trying to get this kid to write. And he's trying, to, and the kid's trying to do things the standard way and standard way. And he finally brings him up in front of the class. He just covers his eyes and he just tells, he's like, tell me what you see. And he goes to this whole, he just starts talking about what he sees, what he sees. And he talks about how he sees a sweaty, toothless man. And and, and he just like speaks this like really nice poem. And, and the class is just like blown away by it. And so he's just trying to show him that you have it in you. You just have to stop trying yeah. to do the things the same way. And yeah. and at the end, it's just very encouraging the way they, you know, mm-hmm. lift him up and stuff. So mm-hmm. that that's 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 definitely a great, inspiring movie. One movie I was going to mention that it's probably cliche to say it, but it's one of my favorite is uh, Hoosiers. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is, that's that's, that's you, you can't watch that movie and not be feel good and be inspired. What I love about, too, that he faces conflicts in that movie that mm-hmm. – that Shows and it goes with Coach Carter too. There's mm-hmm. a lot of he, the backlash that he faces, yeah, mm-hmm. and just the, that he work, works through those things. And he mm-hmm. works through the issues of the players and 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 bringing a team together. I love, yeah, that all the it's inspirational. Just the the fact that the assistant coach deals with alcoholism, yeah, mm-hmm. and his son is embarrassed by his dad. Yeah. Uh, those type things uh, made that story such a special story. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I say I feel like a lot of sports movies. Like yeah. I'm just thinking, like remember, remember the, the Titans. Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. You can't watch that. Uh, Cinderella Man with that Russell Crowe. Oh, have you, have you seen a movie movies. called Phenomenon? Or no, sorry, it's maybe it's called Powder. Uh, John Travolta, right? Uh, or no, it's w- w- the k- guy gets struck by lightning. No, well, that one is kind of inspirational too. Whoa. <laughs> I was wrong. It's called Powder. I think. Powder. Have you seen I've never seen that. Powder is about a guy gets struck by lightning. Powder should be a, a guy that. Can't be out in the sun or something. Yeah, shy young man known as Powder struggles to fit in. Yeah, because uh, that's an inspiration. Mask. Have you guys <laughs> ever seen Mask? Yeah. Awesome. Inspire. Inspirational. N- not the Jim Carrey one. I was going to share. I was also <laughs> going to say uh, one of the ones that I thought of too. Pursuit of Happiness. Will that's Smith. a good movie. Yeah. Like just I remember watching that and like him, his like transformation of like his attitude of like I cannot give up. Yeah. Like yeah. we cannot survive. If I like well, and just going out like that and like his kid doesn't even really know like he knows but doesn't understand. Speaking of Will Smith, did you get the uh, him and Matt Damon the Bagger Vance? Oh yeah, Legend of Bagger yeah, Vance. The, well, I guess the golf, golf movie. The golf one. Oh, really? mm-hmm. Well, you, in a lot of these movies we're mentioning, what's unique about them, and I think the thread that goes through all of them is most of them are connected to real events. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think that's what truly makes things inspirational is that it's. It's somebody who's gone through something, and you kind of have a little spark of hope, thinking, "Oh, well, maybe 
maybe there's a chance for me. Maybe yeah. maybe there's a, ch- a shot for me, and, and I think that's what kind of makes things, yeah, you know, inspirational. As much as I love sci-fi and things like that, I mean, they I don't think they inspire people as much as real yeah. real true stories do. Schindler's List too. Oh man. Oh yeah. Oh man. Any. I the first time yeah, I watched that, I was. I haven't seen like, that for such oh, a long time. That's so I, good. Good one to watch. That's one of those movies so that I feel like for a lot of good. kids. And me too, because I ha- I was forced to watch it in middle school, and a lot of those movies that I'm kind of forced to watch and like take notes on and mm-hmm. to answer questions on, those are ruined for me. But I watched that again in college, and I was like, man, it's so good. Now, what was the one called about uh, the ship about slaves? And Amistad. Amistad. That is a fantastic movie too. Yeah. It kind of th- puts things in perspective. You're like, wow, you know, like people go through that, and mm-hmm. but people willing to try to. Make a change. Yeah, that was a Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that that's a gr- fantastic movie. Secret Life well, of Walter Mitty too. For me, have yeah. you guys seen that? Oh yeah, Walter. That's Mitty. a movie that inspired me to randomly <laughs> go on a trip to Iceland. Yeah, and man, that is such. A, is especially like that just kind of nails the. Just you feel like you're just a typical person, yeah. and then you watch this guy go on this mm-hmm. huge adventure. I think that's awesome. So freaking good. So stinking good. <laughs> So good. And I, you know, I, I, I think you're right, Dan. I think that a lot of times these movies uh, inspire us because they're they they speak to true mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. we know and the struggles that we deal with. And, yeah. Um, I was thinking about you know going back to the romantic side. Not really the romantic side. I guess it's more of this inspirational storytelling that uh, Steel Magnolias. Oh yeah, is a really mm-hmm. good movie. Uh, yeah. You know, dealing with the different dynamics of people's problems and. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it may be considered more of a girl movie, but it was actually just a really good story if you yeah. ever watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what was the the, the movie called? Uh, uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's, that's a, a great movie. movie. I'm adding movies to my list that I think <laughs> Leah would like watching with me. So, um, Goodwill Hunting, I put that on oh, there. I love yeah. that movie. Because um, there's a lot of, like, we don't like a lot of the same movies, but movies like that, like, you know... Um, Cinderella Man and things like that. And she then, really likes. And then you get brownie points because you're like, I picked this movie so we <laughs> yeah. can watch it together. Like, but well, I, I really like it too. So. <laughs> yeah. But, man, so Is many. there any TV shows that you felt like over the years were just uh, TV shows that kind of inspired you too? I mean, I'm thinking about uh, oh, a man. show for me growing up was Highway to Heaven. Oh, Michael yeah. Landon. I remember that. I'm it was on the Landon, Michael Landon. Yeah, it was basically a story of an angel that was sent here on Earth to... Yeah help people and and help people fix things and problems uh i know it was never really much into the the other angel show or what was it um touched by an angel touched by an yeah, angel i yeah. never really i i don't know why i just never really got into that uh, yeah. too much but have there ever been other tv shows that growing up that oh, you really man. felt you connected with and i mean i can of, think of a lot of good tv shows but i feel like i don't uh, know i can't think i can't think of like ones that i was like I was like really inspired by it. Well, one uh, there were some powerful episodes. You ever watch a show called Quantum Leap? Yeah, I oh, thought man. some yeah. of those shows that were really was inspiring yeah. because he'd go to different time periods and fix an issue or try to help pro- somebody to help before somebody. their life. But went it, was, it was inspiring, you know? Yeah, because he, uh, was he was. And what was cool about that? Sh- I used to watch it on. Um, was it on Sci-Fi? It's on Sci-Fi. Yeah. 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 Um, that's the least because that's he was it. he was always trying to get back home too. Yeah. It, that that was the tie into the show was is maybe the next time, but as he was still stuck in this, you know, in the future or the past or wherever, he he he's like, well, I'm here. I might as well do some good. Yeah. And he so he was always trying to get back home, but at the same time, he was helping other people. That that was a, a really and, good. And show. he always was in the person's body. So yeah. He could have been yeah. old man, young man, woman. a woman. I think. And he had to try to pick up who that person was and act like that person without throwing off. Throwing Did you suspicion. ever watch that Quantum Leap? <laughs> I haven't. You, so it's definitely a '90s show. I'm looking at but, but you, you might check it out. I think it's something you would probably really? like. It, it's yeah, some very of the episodes cool. are really, really cool too. And probably ahead of their time in terms yeah. of like, can he had the one guy who kind of helped guide him and everything. And that's, that's where Hank Pym got his technology pretty, pretty from much, to go back and. Huh. No, yeah. I hadn't even really heard the of that until now. Popular guy too. I was weirdly inspired by Breaking Bad. Yeah. I know it's, I mean, mainly just from a like a filmmaking perspective. Well, I don't know about that. I think it had elements of, 
you know, the fact that you, you have experienced situations where you put yourself in a bad situation, how to get out of it. Yeah, true. And oh, a lot yeah, of the just, choices weren't good choices, mm-hmm. but, but you could see yourself going down it, that road. It's weird because it's such like a far out there concept, yeah. but mm-hmm. also it's super relatable in s- weird ways. Like well, it's like yeah. taken to the next level, like something that you've experienced, just like being in a weird situation. Yeah. You're trying to do the best thing for something and it gets blown out of Well, proportion. and when it's, uh, yeah, when it starts with like, I think you can also speak to the just <laughs> fact that it like, as a per, and I think this happened not to this scale, but I think it happens to people a lot. Like people start something with, Good they think it's they think it's good intentions, yeah. even if they know the decision they're making. Like, or better yet, they even make the excuse it's for good intentions. Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's not a good decision, but you try and justify mm-hmm. your actions, and then like they just consistently just get yeah. more out of place. Well, yeah, because that's what the interesting thing is. Because at the end of it, you, you he kind of admits it, right? He's like, "I did this for I, myself." Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's you yeah. Know? That one of the very last scenes. Oh he's my god, talking to her at the end. And, she says, you know, don't tell me you did this for us, for our family. And he says, no, I mean, uh, you know, at the end and, of the day, he did it for him. what was cool about that was he, <laughs> if I remember correctly, he doesn't even try to justify. Well, at the beginning it was for me, but no, he said, no, yeah. it just was yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that's a great show. I, I think that show has the best ending to any TV show too. Yeah. I love the way that it's ends. better than lost. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> lost was like, that is a hot topic. And it lost was like, <laughs> kind of like, like the, the kind of like the yeah. beginning. <laughs> I, I think hands down, like Lost, season one of Lost. I don't think there's any TV show that you could compare to saying, "Well, this season one was better than Lost." I mean, on and just in my opinion, I've never seen Lost. Actually. I think Lost is one of it's the good. best TV shows ever made. I think it's so, yeah. Cool. I, I've I never really got so into good. it. I watched a little bit of it, but I just the I reason you just knew what. The reason why was, it was the suspense element. Yeah. I remember going, remember when you go, Blockbuster again, remember when you go to Blockbuster <laughs> and you rent like a season what's of that? something <laughs> and they give you like a disc and they had like episodes one through four episodes. And I remember going to Blockbuster and the lady at the counter, never watched Lost before, the lady at the counter says, do not get more episodes than you can watch tonight. And I was like, what? She's like, don't get any more episodes than you can watch tonight. I said, oh, okay. Watch the first four episodes the same night. I, did, I couldn't. I couldn't stop watching. Really, it. like mm-hmm. I had to keep watching it. Wait, like, why would she say that? Because she was like, you're, "If you get eight or ten episodes, you're oh, gonna stay up all night and watch them." All. I got you. So uh, you know, so when I finished four episodes, I was like, "Thank goodness that lady oh, said man. that." <laughs> it's like three a.m. and I gotta go to work. Uh, but, you know, but yeah. I. So yeah, no. And then Breaking Bad, I thought was like here. Oh and just, yeah, not a single. No, that's bad where episode. They, That's again. It goes back to the issues of TV that I have. Yeah. And that that's why Quantum Leap is a show I like because it was it was almost each episode was start finish end and that's that's what I like yeah like Highway to Heaven there's a little bit of progression in the story but it's it's you know you have your start and you have your end they stand alone. I don't I don't like TV shows that just put a lot of filler and it's like it's like even the Legend of Korra you know I was watching that with Xavier and yeah. there's so many episodes in that that I was just like why are we watching this. Yeah, it's just wasting my time. So it's like it's not progression one? of the story. So wait, anime is bad about that. So wait, yeah. like you don't like shows that. that have like the entire season has its own arc. Like, no, no, like no, Breaking I do. Bad? That's no Breaking Bad is totally different. What I hate is that with episode and Breaking Bad had a few of it, not very much at all. I don't like because they're made for TV, right? Mm-hmm. They they slayed out so many episodes, and this is what I love yeah. about what we see happening with Disney Plus. Yeah, it's what we talk about. Is that it's more concise episodes that you don't feel like they're they're filler episodes. That uh, okay. there's a progression of the story, or there's a start and an end to each each yeah. episode. Basically, I think what you're saying, which I agree to, you need every episode. Yeah, yeah, okay. There are like, some like shows each episode need. matters. Yeah. So like in like Breaking Bad, for instance, I don't know if there's in there's a maybe a couple. Of, there's a couple, there's a couple but not you very maybe many. Can take out, but not a lot. Yeah. But they're still so good. You can't take out. Yeah. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, you can't well, probably take out in the episode. And it's not I think too a, long. It's not too short. I think a perfect yeah, example like, of like what you're talking about is how I I feel like shows don't do it anymore. But like in the early 2000s, how TV shows always like every show had that one random musical episode. Oh yeah. yeah. Like they threw in a musical episode <laughs> that wasn't relevant to Usually anything. Usually there's a holiday episode. Dude, I yeah. love yeah, those. Yeah, holiday episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it uh, just like didn't. See, well, the other one I like was Scrubs. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because that well, was funny, but that was but a comedy. It seems to me like the Scrubs, Scrubs like or like that's The Office. Comedy. That's a lot different yeah. because their their objective is not to tell a story. Right. I guess I'm I'm thinking more plot driven story. Yeah. 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 Now yeah. there there is there's a there's a show that I like to watch and I, I I got it and I would just binge it. Well, they have this. They're, they're building up to this big old battle and all, all this stuff. Well, then it would just do these flashbacks and I would get on. I'd Google it and I'd find it would lay out of all the episodes and it was, there would be so many listed that are called filler. They yeah. Have nothing to do. And yeah, I'm like, that. okay, well I'm just going to skip all. Yeah. Those. yeah. No, there's now like, websites on there's how things, to skip filler. <laughs> yeah. There's things like the way they do it. It's all like, <laughs> it's character development. Like it's flashbacks right. to help. Right. To, but at the same time, like, I don't know that I want to waste my time on that. Exactly. I, I need to finish. I need yeah. to see you left me hanging. You know, I, I need to see what happens next. I like tighter stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's with the Breaking Bad. They knew exactly. Didn't yeah. they know exactly where they were taking it at the at very end? I, I mean, maybe not exactly. I'd but say so. They pretty, I'd say they, they had, had a the good idea arc, where yeah. they're. Yeah. And, yeah. See yeah. that that I like that. See what I hate though, which I thought you were saying at first that you only like. Um, I hate t- an Arrow. I think is a good example of this. That Arrow show. I hate it when shows have the villain per episode thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like in Supernatural, kind of did it too in some seasons. Yeah, it's yeah. like every and Doctor Who, where like there's kind of this arc, but every episode is like huge villains going to destroy the world. They handle that in that episode and never talk about it again. I yeah. hate that so I, much. I think another- I can understand that point, but I, I I do feel like that the reason why I'm saying that is if if you're not gonna if you're gonna drag it out and there's not gonna be a point to it. Yeah, I'd rather just be starting it. I, th- I think a good ex- is probably a good example yeah. of something that you don't like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Oh, it was yeah. so good. But I mean, it's like they, they didn't. Good they grief. either didn't yeah. know where it was going, or they knew where it was going and wanted to milk it. And and, and would have now been, it's would just... have been better served if they had a clear start and finish, and then start a new track mm-hmm. in a different part of the mm-hmm. world yeah. or a different part of the yeah. I yeah. Agree. I, mean, I watch. I like NCIS, mm-hmm. and it's very much like you were saying yours, like. Every episode, there's always the day-to-day stuff going on. But what will happen is every season, it'll either start off or you'll start catching up at the middle to the end, this big overarching thing. And then every episode, there, m- there might be dealing with the day-to-day stuff, and so beginning and ends, it, it, case opens, case closed, but then sometimes there's a little bit of information that ha- ties into the bigger arc mm-hmm, that yeah. you've, it's building up to the end. It's very good structurally done yeah. that way, yeah. I, w- I was going to mention another episode I thought of. I immediately thought of this episode, but I wanted to look it up because I couldn't remember what it was called. We've talked about Avatar The Last Airbender a lot. Yeah. You and I have. We both love that show. Definitely. But, like, I was thinking of some meaningless episodes yep. in the show, and one that popped into mind, there's an episode called The Swamp, mm-hmm. and they get drawn swamp. into, the, like, this m- mystical swamp, and then they get, like, attacked by plant benders who are basically <laughs> water benders that learned how to like bend, bend the, the water, water in the plant so they can make the yeah. plants move. Well, after that episode's done, they leave the swamp. It's like, obviously they're all training, but like Katara and at like, and neither of them even attempt to like learn how to do it. So it could actually benefit them if they learned how to do it. Yeah. And then the episode just like nothing happens. Yeah. Like it's just nothing like they really leave. Is done yeah, yeah it was story. just like an episode where you're like it doesn't affect the story. Yeah, anime is really bad in that. Like I, I tried watching Dragon Ball the original, and oh my gosh, it gets so bad. Yeah. Like there's like thousands of episodes in that show, and I looked on a website and there's like maybe like 200 that are actually yeah. like with the story that you could. Literally I skip I watch else. that every day coming home, and the other thing that was bad too is like. You're getting to the big climactic battle scene, and ser- the show is literally only 15 minutes long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, 10 minutes of that is just screaming silently, staring at each other, and then like the, the one I know of is like when they're battling Freezer. Yeah. And so it's all these flashes of the planet destroying <laughs> for like 10 minutes, and they're just standing off. And then, like, you see, the, like, two minutes of fighting before the show's over. See, I couldn't imagine it's, it's watching... It's like you're, they're building it up too slow, I too couldn't much. imagine watching that show as it came out. That'd be so frustrating. Like, I did, though. You, I did it. You wait all week for it. an episode, That's and far. it's just that they're screaming at each other, and, like, they're getting ready to punch each other, and then the episode ends, and you're like, oh, my gosh. That's why I, I do like... Yeah, I do like the fact that we have Netflix and other places now that we can watch shows, because... 
growing up, it was so frustrating. Have to wait each week to watch an episode. Well, yeah, and if you like, uh, were at church on Wednesday night and your parents were talking or had a board meeting, oh, and yeah, you didn't I'm set sure the VCR, I mean, you're just messed yep. over until mm-hmm. a couple years later. <laughs> well, there came was, out. and there was know, no like even YouTube where you could maybe. Well, look like at for it. you know, growing up as a kid, I mean, I you, you relate to this some, but yep. for me uh, too, that growing up. You, you, you didn't. You didn't have an idea that you would ever have a chance to watch that episode ever again. No, no. You miss it. You miss it. Yeah. You, know what yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> you didn't know if you were ever going to be able to go back to Night Rider. That, that yeah. was one of the things I, I got in trouble. I'd lose my Night Rider episode. Not devastate me because that was like my favorite show. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh no, I can't watch Night Rider. And then <laughs> well, it's lost awesome. forever. Yeah. And there was really like one TV in the house. So yeah. mom and dad were watching yep. something on a Friday night. You just thinking family. You were just stunk. Well, I, I get to the point family. now where like, I think of that and I'm like, you know, I think, okay, I've never seen that show again or that movie. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I can look for it. I can bet you can find it, but now I can't remember it. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. what I missed yeah, yeah. or what it's called. Yeah. And so like, mm-hmm. until it hits me and I try to write it down and look at later, but well, that's a good I forget that I can look to, it up now to talk about. Is there shows that you'd like to get back into that? You kind of just, you know, fell off the radar for some reason. Is there any shows that you you started oh, watching man. that you just didn't finish? Yeah, yeah let me. There was and one. Would I'm like just to get back to it because I mean, thinking about it the other day, and I just stopped watching it because I wasn't. You know, what's that? Shelly's making fun of me some because I've been starting watching me TV, you know, like you know, because you know some of these TV shows I used to watch as a kid. I, yeah. I watched like Columbo. Columbo is a great investigative TV show. I like to watch every yeah. once in a while. That, my in-laws love. They have like the whole box set. That's they love. That's the one show they really like. See, mm-hmm. I loved Mission Impossible. That was that a good TV, TV show. show. The A Team. Yeah. Oh, the I A-team. wish I could watch some of those old shows and have the same feeling that you did when yeah. you watched them as a kid. Yeah, though you, you know, can't. like, like yeah. I watched because uh, back in the day they were cool. And now you're like, no, uh, that's not how you do a special effect. This, af- this afternoon, <laughs> uh, this afternoon I was just sitting on the couch, f- flipping through and. Gilligan's Island was on, and oh. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch an episode of this." And it just—I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> maybe the kids would like it." But yeah. um, real quick, going back to what you were talking about, because I know we talked about it with the uh, Wandavision, but the episode, but um, Leah, it, she's been watching over the past several years of This Is Us. Uh-huh. Oh, my and parents. That's that's kind of that show's getting a lot of slack for that right now because the first three seasons or so they really suck people in, and season four that was like super short. But now they're doing like six episodes and then like half a year break and then six oh, more episodes. So that's the worst. And they keep, they've been saying, and they've been telling the fans for years, it's going six seasons. We know exactly where it's going to happen, where it's going to end. And, and, you know, I can tell from her, like when I talk to her, like say, hey, how was that episode? She's just like, uh, it's just, and she, and, and they did the whole mask thing and everything revolved around COVID. And I know for me, that's just, I just think that's, Writers were like, "Hey, here's a good way we can make it yeah. seem real," but people don't want to see that. But well, anyways, that, I know a lot of people. It's don't. interesting. Like I, yeah. I haven't, I, like NCIS, I still watch it, and they're still it's still on today. I haven't saw recent episodes, but I've seen like snippets where they're they're wearing masks. I'm, yeah. I haven't got to the point to where I see how it is, but it is interesting to see that played in because now I'm wondering, 15 years from now, you go back and watch that, yeah. you're gonna it's like. Thinking back when it was pandemic, and it's like, why, why do they I, wear a mask? Well, oh, you know, I yeah. don't know. I just, I'm just I, curious. About I, all like, that. I tried watching an episode of Chicago Med yeah, one night, and I just, I like, got up and walked away. I was like, I, I just, I'm tired of seeing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You watch TV to get away from, yeah, yeah, yeah that's very stuff. True. But, um, but anyways, yeah. So I know that show's kind of. I mean, that's pretty. Obviously, that's probably the most popular show on like network TV right now. Um, yeah, is there, is, is there any other shows that are like really popular right now on main t- main network? I don't know, but I've been Chicago really. Wednesday I've been really big into true that. crime podcasts recently. <laughs> I literally <laughs> okay. We're gonna, we're gonna have a tangent here for a second. So Ryan Ryan did that strategically. <laughs> I'm pretty open about like if someone recommends something to me, I'm like I'm like yeah, I'll, I'll give that a try. Yeah. So Ryan and I were together, and he goes. It was what we're playing Call of Duty, I think. I no, I think the, the first, first time, time we were in person. Yeah, it was the we were painting your house. Yeah, we were painting my house. <laughs> so Ryan's like, dude, I've been listening to these podcasts. They're called True Crime Podcasts. They're really good. You should try it out. And I was like, okay, like I'll give it a listen. 
I kid you not, within an hour, <laughs> he told me that I should listen to true pro- crime podcasts five times within an hour. <laughs> and I have just like put up a stone wall that I am not, I'm just not going to do it now. Yeah. And because it was just so frustrating. <laughs> it makes him so Because mad. it does. Because every time, like if we are going to play PlayStation, we'll load it into a party and he'll just be like, Hey, I was listening to this true crime podcast today, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm not gonna listen. We're to like talking about something completely different, and I'll be like, am I the only one in here that has been addicted to true crime podcasts yeah. recently? <laughs> and I just told him we just have this like stalemate now, where I'm just like, I'm never listening to a true crime podcast because listen, of the way you treated it. You no, need just to, out of spite. No, I'm not going. Just, Dude, out, of just out of spite. I think I even told Adam about it at the gym. Because I, because w- when I, because when I run now I'm running to crime but, junkies. But here's the thing, <laughs> it's good. I was gonna say now since you brought up a <laughs> podcast though we were talking about inspirational earlier. Yeah, more uh, of a level. Well, more of a level. <laughs> but the one have you guys podcast. have any of you guys listened to the Unashamed podcast with Phil Robertson? It's so good. Girl. See, they, I like those podcasts, but mainly when I listen to podcasts, it's because with my new job I had to drive all over the freaking place. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. But I have to listen to something stimulating to keep me awake. And they have like heavy voices, so it's kind of yeah. like I can see that. But I was gonna say it's his oldest son Alan, Jace, and Phil have a a podcast, and they um, it's on Phil's Facebook page is where they post it. But they tell all these like crazy stories from their whole life growing up because he wasn't a Christian when he was yeah he was younger and like. Just recently, they found out he had a daughter from when, like, oh, they man. were separated and yeah, stuff. Yeah, big controversy it, it was going a, on. Well, yeah, they yeah. they tried to people tried to play it off as a controversy because they're like, "Oh, this Christian guy had this affair and yeah. had a daughter oh, or whatever," yeah. but he didn't even know he had the daughter, and she like searched them out, and he immediately like they brought her into their family, like her and her husband. Uh, they even talk about it. They bring her and her husband on the podcast. Wait, it was the husband's. No, so Phil Robertson, like the patriarch of the Rob, the old da, guy, the old guy. Oh, okay. He had he like had an a affair at some. No, not a past affair. wife. While he was married, or they or separated he before he was a Christian, and he had a daughter. Oh, okay. But he never even knew he had the daughter. Mm. So it wasn't like he Spicy. he left her, or whatever. But they the news kind of tried to portray that. Um. But he immediately brought her in. Like, she searched them out because she just wanted to... She found out. She, like, begged her mom, I guess, or something, and found out who her dad was. She never knew who her dad was. And he literally didn't deny it, didn't, like, try and bury it, nothing. He was, like, they brought her in, like, with everything. He was, like... He did a whole episode where he took her on her first duck hunt because he was, like... Huh. And they, it's just, it's really actually pretty cool because a lot of people would try and like, you know, you're famous and try and hide stuff hide or this. whatever. But he was like, I, he was like, I didn't know I had a daughter. This is, this is my daughter. Like, oh. you know, hmm. but they talk, it's so cool. Cause they like weave scripture completely through their thing, but they just, he just has the most bizarre stories about Louisiana and stuff. That's like, <laughs> like he, I was watching one the other day and he talked about how, like 10 years ago he was fishing and was using like a drag hook to like pull up fishing nets from the bottom of the river and it broke off and he lost his hook or something. He was like, I was really mad because it was my favorite hook. And then he said like 10 years later in church, this guy showed up to church or something and he was like a scuba diver. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, actually I have something you might be able to do. (laughs) And he took him out on the river and it was like in the, like a big like swampland in the middle of the river. And he was like, I lost the hook 10 years ago. <laughs> and the guy was like, this is a river. Like, it's not going to be there. And he was like, listen, I can take you out there, and I'm going to drop you right where that hook is. And you're <laughs> going to go down. You'll feel along the bottom a little bit. You'll find a rope. Follow the rope to the end. You'll find my weight. And he did, and he got his weight back from like 10 Because you know he's probably boated by that same exactly. spot every year and it always think about right exactly. there where it lost exactly. that. So he knows exactly where it is. Yeah, but they have like just all these random stories they tell and like it's just it's just so interesting. They got a ton of episodes now. Huh. He did one where he went to Mars Hill and gave the like speech that Paul gave in the exact same spot. And wow. then, like, thousands of people showed up, and they, like, tell oh, that wow. story. Like, recently he did that. That's mm. cool. It's just cool. 
It's very inspiring. See, you that's an inspiring. The podcast. Yeah. yeah, I I do. Um, Moral dilemma. Moral dilemma is the one I listen to the oh, most. Cool. Uh, I listened to the Office Girls for a while. Oh, I heard that. Listen to those. Good. It was pretty oh, good because they talk about episodes. Yeah, they, they basically just go through each episode and talk about what they like. So they start with season they, one. They start with like the with. pilot oh, and wow. then season one. And that's cool. Yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty good. Um, Sometimes I wish that I that was smarter than to do that yeah, actually because yeah. that you know because there's a big huge following now. I, oh like, yeah, I'm new, still watching like it. And I haven't you know I didn't watch most of yeah. it when I yeah uh, I knew about it, but yeah. every once in a while I'll catch it on like Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. T, you know, the yeah, TV there was thing. a podcast I just listened to in college for a little bit. The weirdest. I don't even. I don't know how I got into it at all. But I. It was awesome. I didn't finish it though because it was pretty long. But it was <laughs> the weirdest name ever. It's called Dungeons and Daddies. <laughs> I remember but you talking. It about is that. a group of dads in like one of their basements, and they played Dungeons and Dragons with each other like they used to yeah. when they were kids. Yeah. Um, but their characters are like themselves and their family, and they're like trying to get their family through this like medieval this thing. It's uh, so fun. entertaining, yeah. and I don't really think it's probably a good thing for families to watch, but. Right. It was it was fun to listen so to. So the while. daddy part is just it's their dads, their dads, and, are, and, and, and they're like powers in the thing are like made up like dad powers. Like I think one's power was to like summon a minivan out of anywhere to use. <laughs> <laughs> if if he like rolls a certain number, That's he gets cool. like a fanny pack or something. <laughs> I'll say if we're plugging um podcasts, um there's there's one that I listen to I like. It's called Things You Missed in History, uh-huh. and oh. it's really really interesting that's really up your alley yeah it's just like stuff that you've probably heard maybe never heard about or maybe but and then they go into detail and it's all kind of things what's it called again things you missed in history things you missed in history. that sounds yeah. interesting it's pretty yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty cool. neat podcast but they just go over just you know famous people famous events um and, and i just like stuff like that yeah. like ran like things that are true or whatever mm-hmm. so so we sure. so today we just discovered that we're going to create another podcast and it's yeah. reenacting scenes from movies yeah dude speaking <laughs> of which well speaking of which i would have to yeah would you guys be opposed to doing that one more time and switching up the roles just real quick or like or we could do a different movie when we mentioned yeah. several well, you're it, talking it, about this episode redo the thing yeah switching up roles so i want dan to be I want Dan to be um Jack. Jack to be Jack. Oh man. I want Corey to be Rose. I'll be the narrator. And I want Eric to do the sound effects. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I think that's sure. a good thing. All right, on. everyone. Scene two eighty eight. Uh and not to be confused, oh. we all, we did not record the first one. That was uh, something we actually found from James Cameron's archives. Yeah. So Hold let on. me know I gotta, when you're there. I gotta, <laughs> hey, um I had a just like a random trivia. I've been trying to say it forever since you mentioned Doctor Who. Okay. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I love how that just comes yeah. came back to you. Um I, w- I just read this thing the other day. It was pretty cool. The, the actor who plays Dudley Dursley on uh-huh. uh, Harry Potter, his grandfather was the second Doctor Who. What? Patrick Tom- uh, Tom- Thompson? Yeah. Patrick Thompson, am I saying that right? Tom- I f- Thompson? I think, yeah. It's it's a... Patrick T something. Yeah. But yeah, so his father was the second Doctor Who. How did you know that? Did you just know that? Uh, I was reading an article <laughs> about... Uh, the Dursley family? No. <laughs> it was an article about the... Um, it was the Harry Potter characters, like uh-huh. what the actors are doing now. Huh. And it was just, you know, which I love stuff like that. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Uh, sure. And it was going through, and it was about him acting and how he hasn't done a lot or whatever, but it just... And it listed that his grandfather that's was... Awesome. That's pretty cool, right? I mean... All right, you guys ready for Two, this? Wait, 288. So 288. 288. So if you scroll down to the bottom so of this and then scroll up. Eric sound effects operator number two. Yes, I'll be the narrator. Ryan is narrator number two. You're I'm Jack. I'm Rose number you're Rose two. And, and you're Jack. But What's I want to put a last name. I want to put a spin on things. Um, <laughs> I think I think Jack for this one, Dan. Do you think you could give him an Irish accent? Do you, do you know or an accent, accent you're good at. Lassie. <laughs> Here's my thing. I've as a kid, I always did voices and stuff, and I okay. thought I was good at it. But all my accents always go back to German. Okay, well listen, I they was all go back to German, German Jack. <laughs> okay, listen, to German Jack. How about this? How about this? What if Jack has multiple personality disorder? I can probably and every do that. other line. He I can do okay. a different voice. I'll try to. And then I'll Corey Rose is Rose. I need you to sound like a female. All right, you got this. I can do different. Don't voices do anything now. too controversial because we could get canceled. But you're a woman. I'm trying to. You're I, a confident woman. W- w- was Rose English? Did she have an English accent? I can't woman. do it. How can I you can. display that? Like she. Has Here's like my thing. I can do different says. voices, but they may not be different. It could. It, it might be like different creature voices. I just need you to tone your okay. Robin Williams. Okay, so I'll just. Okay. Just go with it. And here. then Eric, um, I kind of want this one to be to take place in um, in space. 
Oh, think you do Bro. that. Nobody's going to hear anything if it's in space. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, he can do you like, do like, water, like the Amazon like rainforest. Noises or space noises. Blaster <laughs> noises. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. okay. Amazon rainforest. It's like Star Wars. We would never okay. hear any of those yeah. explosions. So, wait, how about this? Ships Eric is going to, at some point, change the sound effects. You guys have to base that off of like where you think you're you, you're at you know what i'm saying this is whose line is it man line. yeah that's what i was all right here full we go we're just gonna wing it we're just gonna wing it all right <clears throat> all right scene number 288 cut to the ocean jack and rose drift under the blazing stars the water's glassy with only the faintest undulating swell there's the swell eric good 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 rose can actually see the stars reflecting on the black mirror of the sea jack squeezes the water out of her long coat can I get a sound effect for the water being squeezed? <laughs> <laughs> tucking it, tucking it in tightly around her legs. He rubs her arms. His face is chalk within the darkness. A low moaning in the darkness around them. Can I get like a, like a whale moan? There it is. All right. It's getting quiet. Just a few more minutes. I'll take them a while to get the boats organized. Rose is unmoving, just staring into space. She knows the truth. There won't be any boats. Behind Jack, she sees that Officer Wild has stopped moving. He is slumped in his life jacket, looking almost asleep. He has died of exposure already. Can I get some sound effects of him dying? <laughs> he died of exposure. He'd just fall asleep. That wasn't it. It's it was not Eric's fault. Ryan misled him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying of exposure. <laughs> All right. I don't know about you, but I intend to write a strongly worded letter to the White Star Line about all this. <laughs> she laughs weakly, but it sounds like a gasp of fear. She laughs weakly, but it sounds like a gasp of fear. <laughs> Rose finds his eyes. In the dim light. I love you, Jack. He takes her hand. Dun, dun. No. <laughs> Don't say your goodbyes, Rose. Don't you give up. Don't do it. I'm so cold. <laughs> oh, you're going to get out of this. You're going to go on. And you're going to make babies. And watch them grow. And you're going to die, you know, lady. <laughs> Warm in your bed. Not here. Not this night. Do you understand me? Not really. <laughs> Not at all. Could you repeat that? <laughs> Could you say that again, please? All right, Corey. I can't feel my body. Rose, listen to me. Listen. <laughs> Winning that ticket was the best thing that ever job, happened to me. Can I get some like fish noises? <laughs> um, Jack is having trouble getting the breath to speak. <laughs> it brought me to you, but I'm thankful, Rose. I'm thankful. His voice is trembling with the cold, which is working his way to his heart. Can I get some heartbeats? But his eyes are unwavering. You must do me this honor. Promise me you'll survive, that you will never get up. No matter what happens. No matter how hopeless. Promise me now and never let go of that promise. I promise. Never let go. I promise. I will never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. She grips his hand and they lie with their heads together. It is quiet now, except for the lapping of the water. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> an explosion. <laughs> Beautiful. See the Go work. Oh. Uh, Adam. Fire. Adam, can you play that, that sound bite from Eric we got last episode? Did you ever hear this? No. No. Thank you, Nabbit. Do it again. Thank you, Nabbit. Throw Nabbit. Eric's laugh in there real quick. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dag Nabbit. All right. Thank you guys for humoring me on that. Yeah, you're welcome.
welcome. Do you want to? It was beautiful. The, the moral dilemma part. Absolutely. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Best part wow. of the app. Well, one of the things I was thinking about was um, a lot of times we, if you think about Jesus's ministry, you think about the fact that he was more concerned about us spiritually than physically and how there's a lot of times we focus on the physical, you know. And some of the examples of that, one example was when Jesus talked about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And I'll just read a little bit of it. It's John chapter 6, starting with verse 53, which is a long chapter, by the way. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to them, Verily, truly, I tell you, unless you eat uh, the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that comes down from the Father, from heaven. You, your ancestors, ate of manna and died, but whoever eats the bread, this bread, will live forever. And so Jesus is saying that. And so after this, a lot of the, the people that were following Jesus leave. Mm -hmm. And to preface this, with the whole idea of how this started was, is that Jesus fed the 5,000. And so the beginning of the story, Jesus feeds hungry people that were needing a food. And so the next day, they come back to Jesus, waiting for him to come back to shore for a free lunch. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood because he's wanting to think spiritually but yet they're thinking physically, you know, I, I got a hungry belly. I want you to feed me again. And the challenge for all of us in this life is to not focus so much on our physical things. You know, it's so easy to get distracted on, you know, taking care of our physical body, taking care of our, you know, property, the possessions we have. But, but God is not concerned about that. You know, Jesus was not concerned about, uh, his physical, you know, well-being. Why? Because one thing's for sure, we're all going to die. You know, we, we have that sentence that's been written that we're going to die. And the challenge I want to encourage each one of us and in, in out there listening to the podcast is keeping in mind the spiritual aspect of your life. That's more important than anything else. And that is oftentimes what gets neglected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you think about the reason why they rejected Jesus because they couldn't wrap their hands around the spiritual things. They wanted an earthly kingdom. They wanted him to be like King David. And are we missing out on God? Are we missing out on what God has for us because we're fixated on the physical things mm -hmm. rather than thinking about spiritual things? Absolutely. No, I think it is easy to, <clears throat> I know I've been caught up with <clears throat> just in the past and stuff. Like sometimes when I think of like ways that I've been blessed, I immediately default to like physical things that I have, like which obviously are a blessing. Like I'm blessed to have like this new car. I'm so blessed. But I feel like sometimes I get too caught up in that to where I just relate like the blessings God gives me with physical things that I get in the world, which he has a hand in obviously, but that's not <clears throat> the, that's not the kind of, that's not the main thing. Mm -hmm. It's not the main thing. Exactly. Like talents, the people I'm around, like experiences that I experience, things like that. Those are more things that I feel like I need to be aware of that are blessings. There's so, sometimes I just kind of take that for granted. The, non-physical things because it's just hard for us to sometimes realize those non-tangible things are just as just as big a blessing so i don't know it's just what i thought of no i, I agree and I, I think you know here in that story that i just read and what jesus is saying is is if we take and consume him so if we would take jesus and apply him to our life mm -hmm. spiritually that we would be fed yeah that we'd be taken care of and you know to think of our, our life as more than just the physical part of us, you know, not that not take, you know, taking care of the physical side is good, but the spiritual side is so much more important because that what is what leads to eternal life, not yeah. your physical stuff. Cause like your car, you said, mm -hmm. or your possessions that you have, you can't take that with you, Yeah, yeah. but you can take, you know, the relationship you have with God and mm -hmm. another in John chapter three, you know, uh, Nicodemus is asking you know, Jesus questions. He comes to him at night and 
And Jesus says the question, you got, you got to be born again. And immediately Nicodemus goes to the physical, right? Well, yeah. how can a man be born again, yeah. uh, go back in his mother's womb? Mm-hmm. When Jesus is talking about spiritual things constantly, yeah. Jesus was challenging people to think spiritually when they ultimately kept going back to physical. Mm-hmm. And that's the question for us as Christians. Are we are we looking to Jesus more spiritually than we do just physical things? Because yeah. a lot of times our prayers are, you know, God heal me. Yeah, God exactly. Help me have this job. God help me to have this place or this car. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying any of that's bad. No. But you know, we miss the mark if we just pray for that. Because mm-hmm. there's so much more important things than just the the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'm praying, it's just easier sometimes to ask for things like that because it's things that you you physically see an issue with and you know that you can physically also see a fix for like with health and stuff. Like if I'm just constantly praying for my health, um, obviously God has the power to do that, but it's also just like a personal thing. It's just like, it's almost being selfish. Well, well, no, what you're saying is, is true. And that's what you continuing on that John chapter three, Nicodemus, uh, is being taught by Jesus to say spiritual things. You can't, they're not tangible, right? Mm-hmm. And so Jesus gives the exa- example of the wind blowing. Yeah. That you can't tell, you know, where the wind blows, but you see the effects. I mean, you can yeah. tell where the wind blows. You can't see it. You mm-hmm. see the effects of the wind. Exactly, yeah. And and that's when it comes to spiritual things is is it's not a tangible thing. So the physical is easier to hold on to. It's mm-hmm. easier to to um, think about because it's there and yeah. it's tangible. You can touch it. Where the spiritual things, you have to stretch yourself to think about the the effects of it more yeah than just seeing it mm-hmm. you know you have to put yourself up to be open to what god's doing spiritually and and see those effects of what he does um and that takes a little bit more concentration right oh yeah um and so you know let me ask you guys this question before we close how do you combat that for yourself how do you keep your physical side as a, a maybe making that make sure that's in check and making sure you're feeding the spirit. I, I think something I've been trying to do lately is um, like what Ryan was talking about earlier. There was a big chunk of my life. Like when I prayed, it was just like, I was praying for a specific thing each time, but I've been trying to incorporate into my prayer life, especially just like, instead of like being asking about things that like I want, just being like, okay, God, I want to listen what what do you want me to be doing right now? Like what what do I need? Who do I need to be talking to? What do I need to be? Um, is there something that I'm missing that I should be doing? Um, what is your priority for my life, not mine? Yeah. And I feel like that's something that I've been trying to incorporate mm-hmm. a little more frequently, um, just to try and be at like ultimately he's in control. But like where where do you want me to be right now? Mm-hmm. Can, instead of trying to be like, okay, I want to do this one thing and I want you to make it happen. Yeah. It's it's almost like a mindset change because yeah. you like start praying and you start targeting like super specific things. Like I need, I need to find money. I need to find a good job. I need to get something for a car or whatever. But I feel like if you change your mindset and kind of broaden it and just kind of look at your life <clears throat> from like a 3000 foot view, you can start to see things working and you're, you can start praying for like, like Corey said, guide my path here, like guide me to where I can help share the gospel with this person, just more outwards things. And as effect of that, you may see some of those more specific things impacted. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. You know, I was thinking about for me that something that, you know, I don't like to, you know, really talk about money a lot, but you know, one of the things that I feel like God, has put on my heart in the last few years is to to give not just my tithes but to give money to the building for the future because it's mm-hmm. something I believe in and something that um, you know I really want to see happen mm-hmm. and you know there's been times where you know with the whole process of buying a house and still having the old one it's like man I, I don't really feel like I have the money to to give that extra amount but each time when I've still done that it's not like I give a huge amount but it's still money I could have used yeah. God has continued to, to help me continue to give that money. Mm-hmm. And and I think that about that, like so many times we, we worry about the physical side of things, like, oh, I can't do that right now or I can't do this. And, mm-hmm. and yet God meets you every time. Yeah. You know? Not to blindly go in it, but, 
you know, don't let the physical become an excuse not to do the spiritual act. Yeah. And and make sure you're doing the the spiritual act of things. And cuz God God is able to do the impossible, right? And God is, you know, we need to trust him with our futures and and really the things that we think that we need, you know, I'm a big boy. I have I have lots of toys. <laughs> uh, more than probably I need. So why do I why do I spend so much time focused on what I don't have yeah. and not be thankful for what I'm blessed with physically mm-hmm. because I could go without a few lunches. I could go, you know I mean? Not that I have, but, but God always meets my needs. Yeah. And yet we, we get so fixated on the spiritual aspect. Did you have something you want well, to share? Well, I just think you have to be purposeful. And I think that comes with your Christian walk, you know, yeah. um, you, you have to keep taking strides to move, like the Bible talks about, you know, <laughs> you're on the milk, but eventually, I, you know, he's like, I can't give you meat because you're not ready for it. And I think you just have to be purposeful in your walk and just understand that, you know, life, it's slow changes and slow movements in life. You, you normally, God doesn't make a change and one day it's this way and one day it's completely because that's not how change comes to us. Mm-hmm. Change has to be gradual yeah. and because for, for you to understand or to grow through anything, it has to be a process, plain and simple, because we just don't learn. We don't appreciate things, you know. If you know A kid that gets his first car, his parents give it to him, he's not going to appreciate the same as a kid who has to mow grass all summer and save yeah. and buy it for himself. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and that's just the way that we're wired. But I, I, I think, too, just in our prayer life, we... I know that I feel like the older I get, the more specific I am in my prayers, not yeah. just God help me help my health. Like I, I want to specifically help, help this area, help, you know, my, my back's hurting, target that area. Um, and I think we have to be specific in our prayer. God has a plan and has a will mm-hmm. for our life and he wants to reveal that to us. And I think that's, we got to pray that is like, God, yeah. re- show me what you want me to be doing. Like I want to walk where you want me to walk. I want to walk this path you have for me and help me stay here, but, but reveal to me what that is, what I need to be doing so that I can keep moving forward. For sure. Cause a lot of times, you know, you know, the, the, de- the devil, the enemy, it comes at us with everything with disappointment through other people with, with like you guys are talking about not getting what you think you need. Mm-hmm. God, I think God's up there saying, no, you have everything you need. I'm equipping you here, you know, not to be nerdy, but it always takes me back. I always think, I guess, inspirational. I always think the line from Tolkien, um, from Aragorn, and he's so confused about what he what he wants to do, moving forward and and, and being the king. and And he tells uh, Eowyn, he tells her, um, "I feel like my path is hidden from me." Mm. And she says, "Your path is laid out in front of you, mm. you know." And it's which basically she's saying, "Your path to." Being a king is there. You just have to go forward and do it. And so I think that's with our Christian walk. You know, God has a path for us. We just have to get strong, get mature, and keep walking on it. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Making Eric choke up. Oh, sorry. How about Lord of the Rings? I know. (laughs) I had to do my Lord of the Rings plug at least once today. (laughs) Every episode. (laughs) Yeah. Different. I love that. (laughs) We didn't have a plan. So, yeah, we didn't have a plan. I'm going to try to find a, another script for next episode. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we mentioned a couple. I mean, yeah. we mentioned. No, I'm going to try to Star find Wars. them and print it off and highlight lines. We talked about out. Shrek. Yeah. Shrek. The Vader scene, I think, from Star Wars. I also kind of want to bring Vader. one in. I'm going to find one, bring one in, but not have the name of the movie. Oh, and I got gotcha. you. Make Let, everyone act. Let's do act a dialogue out. for like The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Like a video <laughs> game? Yeah. It's going to be the zombie munching on someone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching that chaotic episode. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, let us know if there's any movie scripts you want us to read in the future, because that might be a new little segment. So, See deuces. Peace out. We watching Lord of the Rings at dance. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>